Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, the number one fuckboy, Johnny G. Standing six foot two, two hundred and no, three hundred and four pounds. He can't lie to you, folks. From the South Shore of Nassau County, Long Island, it's John Gabriel. All you gotta do is trust me. Jackson, Maine, abortion is healthcare. Fuck yeah, brother. I agree. Also joining me behind my studios, my newest uncle is Arthur Gabriel. Arthur, give a shout out. Arthur currently watching my wife make flowers. Also joining me in the High Mighty Studios. You know him. You love him. The Fucking by behind the holy shit improv is Casey Fay. Don't even pretend that you don't know him. You know him. You do know him. <laughs> Stop uh, lying. Want- You're aware. You know the title of this episode. You're you've clicked on this already. Don't fucking lie to me. You know it's Casey Fay, baby. Has anyone has anyone claimed the number one hug boy yet? Could is Ooh, that something I could take on? Just like that might be your gentle- thing. Yeah, just a gentle man who who likes to cuddle. Just the number one hug boy. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Honestly, though, I bet you if like it. If you polled people and like this guy calls himself the, a fuck boy, this guy calls himself a hug boy, it'd be like the hug boy sounds like a creep. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like you're trying to, oh, I'm the sweet, yeah. gentle hug boy. Everyone's like, I'm that's not right. touching that fucking freak. That's right. That's why yeah. no one's claiming it. That, and, and that's why it's open for me. I'm going to stand up for it. Prove me. Prove to me I'm a creep. I think I can pass that test. <laughs> I think you may be able to too. You know what? I'm, I'm joined today by the number one hug boy, Casey <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> That's right. You know him. Prove it. Prove it. Hug his ass. Him. Oh, yeah. please, dude. Thanks for having me. Thanks, sir. Um, I've seen you more now since the UCB closed than uh, s- since pandemic. I've seen you now more than I've seen a lot of peers. It's really yeah. fucking rad because you're running that. Yeah, you're running a fucking <laughs> fun improv show that is yeah. uh, fun to do and easy to <laughs> get to do. So, <laughs> yeah, I was the, I was the first one who everyone was like really worried about when can we start back? And I was like, I think now. And I was like, I don't know. I was like, well, I'm going to try. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, 
I'm missing this. Let me see if I okay. Yeah, some people did get COVID at my show. That's true. Uh, maybe not. Uh, maybe not the dream scenario, but you know they're getting somewhere, so might as well come laugh. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Well. Okay. I'll learn live streaming and tickets. Okay. Yeah. I'll learn this. Learn this. All right. Also, I could do improv, but it's yeah. fucking working, man. Get to do it. Yeah. It's yeah. great. Um. But another thing about you, and this is, uh, I've been. Listeners of the pod will know I've been screaming about this in previous uh, incarnations uh, on, on previous episodes. You're a commercial. Uh, you're an actor, but you uh, happen to book a lot of commercials and I've taught commercial acting classes. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, make, I make most of my money doing commercials. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck, man. The dream. <laughs> <laughs> I, but the dream actually is I, one time auditioned for they replaced the Jack in the Box guy who wears the head um, and is in all the ads, but is, you know, just just wearing the head and uh they and i got to audition to be that guy uh but the and i was like this would be the absolute dream no one would ever see you no one would know it's that's you. yeah exactly that's the dream even if they know people who know it's you you get a little bit of like a, that's you right you're like yeah thank you but yeah. no casting director's like i'm tired of this guy already yeah you know what I mean? <laughs> the audition was so weird though because they put a thing over your head but then they made you watch a bunch and they're like notice he doesn't do much he's like he doesn't do a lot with his hands he's not don't overdo it and so like when you watch him he does like nothing he just stands there because it's all voiceover but you can't you feel weird auditioning just standing still. You know? Yeah, how so, do you just like, that's just like, they're looking at your, that's so awful because they're just like, his frame is not perfect. Yeah. Like, because uh, they just ask, right, because it's all ADR. So yep. you're just going to like stand there. Like, yeah. Uh, but that was, it, it was also nice to realize after, because I was like 10 years up being out here, be like, oh, it's interesting that that's my dream job. Right. <laughs> like from, from everything I thought when I moved out here. Oh, it's good to know that like, a, a fan, like guy who's standing in a uh, a big head uh, selling burgers is like the dream for me now. Oh yeah, well, dude, cre- creativity, art, and passion, and all that goes out the window when you're like, what pays a lot and requires a little? Ooh, yeah, yeah. I want this specific goal. Like, you're, I would take a huge pay cut if it was like I sit outside the beach and like point at cars. You know, like if <laughs> right, I, yeah. I'll quit. <laughs> comedy today if like i could right. get, if i could line that up right if i could be the jack-in-the-box guy and just mostly you know work a day a week uh you know or whatever fucking 10 days a year 20 days a year just standing yeah. with my fucking thing on my head i'll be yeah. a fucking lifeguard the rest of the time i don't give yeah, a shit yeah absolutely I, I know we're gonna get into commercials but that is the one thing about that's fun to be on set is that all anyone talks about is the money because there's like no creative value i mean uh, i'm sorry if i'm offending anyone who makes commercials but no like- no because i was about to say that this is the tier no actor <laughs> everyone is thinking about the money and the directors and the yeah. and the copywriter people the agency people they can't say it right but they actors will say it i'm like oh yeah. shit they got uh oh shit they pushed lunch you know like yeah yes, it's exactly. a little <laughs> i heard they might cut this into two spots <laughs> they're shooting a 15 and a 30 you know just like all the like little rumors going around and i think the directors know it i've worked with some pretty high profile directors who are clearly just taking money <laughs> right because i don't even think they edit these things they just like work that you know they they do some pre-pro of course but then they just cast and and work the day and be like all right cool. and then like the company gets to show to its shareholders like david fincher did this tostitos commercial exactly. and everyone's like oh okay sick yeah <laughs> exactly i'm a huge i'm a huge spike lee fan he was one of my like favorite directors coming up as a kid and i got to audition for him and uh, he's one of those directors who will, he doesn't even if he knows you're not it he won't even give you a second take you know he just he, he thinks that's 
I heard him talk on a thing once. He's like, I don't want to waste someone's time. Um, yeah, actually, uh, that's probably more polite. If it's like, dude, yeah. it's not happening. I'd be like, thank you. I wish you could have told me in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. yeah, yeah. It didn't feel like that to me when I when I got to do one. He's like, okay, <laughs> all right, <laughs> right. I I guess I'm talking out of without like if I walked right up in there, I'll fucking b- panic. <laughs> yeah, I, I but uh, I once drove to Santa Monica in a suit. I never wear suits. Uh, went into a room. No one said hi to me. You know, this is the audition. No one said hi to me. Just like screamed at a car. And then no one even looked up and just said, thank you. And I walked back out of the room and I drove home and I was like, I think this is the closest I've ever felt to feeling crazy. No one even really acknowledged me. <laughs> right. I, I, you're, I just, you're like, you have to like go look in the rear, like in the mirror to see if you exist and shit yes, like that. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and then I watched the spot and uh, uh, Peter Banifest booked it. He was, and I was like, oh, that makes sense. He's a perfect guy to yell. You don't, once you see that, you don't need to see me try it. He's a solid yeller. Yeah. He's yeah. got it. Dude, I, I, the amount of, I get, so many callbacks and then just someone at the agency or someone is just like come on like we don't need this guy what the fuck do we want this guy singing the fucking whatever you know it's and, yeah and so frequently they're friends of mine are directors and i'm like oh yes. hell yeah and i'm like that sounds cool and they're like sorry man I, you know and it's like yeah. <laughs> i i clear i'm just well let's talk about this a little bit because okay. i i want to get into like I'm a little the current state of commercials and who's being cast in them is kind of uh, present company excluded. But I have a lot of anger sure. towards the yes. situation. Please. But before we get into that, I've always looked at like, uh, you know, commercials as like scratch offs. Like, oh, yeah, I'll grab one and hope it hits or whatever. But mm-hmm. instead of paying five dollars to get the ticket or a dollar, you're you pay in like an hour and a half of commuting and sitting around and emotional subjugation or whatever. Right. But. You've managed, and you're not you're not the only person who's managed to do it a few times. But you're my a friend of mine who has managed to book a f- bunch of shit like this. Mm-hmm. What are you doing anything different, or what do you think? What do you think is the reason why, or like, totally. do you have any uh, yeah pitches on yourself, or like philosophies as to why? Absolutely. I mean, I, I teach a class. You're always welcome to anyone can pay to give me money. And I'll give you the, the eight hour <laughs> lesson. But um, I mean, I've yeah I've done like I think like thirty five commercials in the past. 12 years or something. So about about three a year. It's kind of what it breaks down to. Um, I think certainly part of it's just being like blessed with like, I have a face that looks nice. You know, like yes. I, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm, there's a lot of likability discussion in these rooms. Um, and I tend to uh, have like a Midwestern charm thing just about the way that I look that is like truly nothing I can control. Um, right. I probably get my, you look, to be like, you look harmless. Yes. Like specific. And, the Midwestern thing hits because you don't look like you don't even like you don't look that Irish that, you know, you don't look that anything in a way yes. too that kind of like lets you slide in like the uh, non-specific Caucasian. You know, you could exactly. be you could be from the South. You could be uh, you could be from New Jersey. You could be from wherever like the commercial might need the character to come from. I see that. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. So there's certainly that aspect. And there's uh, there's a version that I could like I could make myself in better shape or I could get into worse shape you know maybe that affects but i'm kind of like in this zone that like it's kind of every man no one's like afraid of me and i think part of commercials is like you kind of want to forget the people as soon as the commercial ends you know you don't want to be like you know uh, there's not a lot of like you want to remember the product not the person yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you don't want to be like who is that person you just kind of like oh yeah they disappear from my (laughs) and i think i have that ability to just disappear from people's minds as soon as uh, i've walked away and this is something Um, i'm struggling with but it benefits great in maybe just this situation this and like heists (laughs) when i rob banks it helps (laughs) yes uh and then i think the thing that i probably do bring to it a little bit is um 
like especially for a long time this was the only auditions i would get i was i didn't i couldn't get an agent i couldn't get a manager even after being like on tv and commercials a ton i just like could not get anyone who like and i was like just take money from me does anyone not want to just like (laughs) take some of my money and everyone's like no thanks not interested um but so because of that i was like i come into those rooms it's like the only chance i get to act and so i'm excited and uh, and interested in doing it. And I think, I mean, I even have an interest in commercials from like, as a kid, that was my childhood dream was to write commercials and make commercials. Um, it was like the Minnesota version of Hollywood. You know, I knew <laughs> there was good ad agencies in Minneapolis. And um, there was this show, I, I forget, it, it was like a, a girl with two dads. I don't remember. It wasn't my two dads all that old, but it was like, a, it was like, like kind of a, a hip dad and an uptight dad. And I don't know, it probably lasted a couple of seasons, but the, the cool dad was always, he was a commercial, he like made commercials. He's always working on storyboards and stuff. And I remember that speaking to me and being like, oh, that's cool. And so, like, I think... Well, because uh, if you're it, of a certain age, our age, you've watched... if And if you are a TV-consuming type of kid, you've consumed an inordinate amount of commercials over your lifetime. Yeah. yeah like, I, oh, I, I, have, I'm humiliated with how much commercials from my youth are just, br- like, drilled into my brain and things that I need to get in there can't get in there because in there is like six feet ago for you, not them, you know? And I'm like, no, come on. <laughs> I know if I could have a, he had a baby. It's a boy. Uh, commercial. <laughs> it's Bob. Or, uh, they had a baby. Yeah. It's a boy. <laughs> it's a boy. Yep. Uh, any of those ones. That would, that's kind of the dream now. Um, but so, yeah, I go, I go in that room kind of excited. And I think some people are either, there's a, a, per, a lot of people who are, this is the first thing they're doing. So they're scared in that room. And then there's a lot of people who kind of feel like, above this a little bit or maybe even offended that how they're being treated or not welcomed or you know the director yeah. isn't shaking their hand or they had to battle traffic to santa monica so there's there's they're knocking up people that are i think i have, fall into that camp a little bit uh yeah I, I i guess i fall my anger and frustration comes from like did i really drive all the way here to tell you i can shave like come on like you like right like I feel like so frequently I'm like, what did you need to see me again in this moment for? Or what Absolutely. did you like? Like I I have to like look back to the left and go, all right. And now the Wendy's burger flies past you and you smell it. So smell the air. And I'm like, I, come on. And yes. I, I'm fine with not getting it. I'd just tell me one day or like tell me in the lot, dude. Get yes. me the fuck out of there. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, they, they, yes, I had to put on a trash bag and walk across the room like a booger in someone's nose, you know, that is sometimes <laughs> a commercial audition. And like, it, of course, you're going to feel stupid doing that. But like, so I'm, I think I'm, I'm decent at like, um, at, at being like, okay, let me do my version of this. Let me show how this is fun for me to do this thing. Um, and then of course, I'm going to book that spot. But then if I, you know, my belief in acting is like, not to be great in this room for this audition, but to have a, a long career of consistently doing similarly good work. And then right. that means that I can eventually hit some things and if you get a lot of on in. bases, if you get if you're getting on base a lot, you're never going to get cut. You know, yes, like exactly. even if you're even if like, I don't think I don't think homeboys hit a home run since we've got him. He's like, I don't know. He's 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 getting RBIs. Keep, keep him around. Exactly. Yes. Uh, yeah, well, another kinda- another strong thing too. the thing that I feel confident going into these commercial auditions is like improv background of like, um, and uh, specifically even more than UCB and classes and all that bar show improv where mm-hmm. you've been like i've done shit where no one is paying attention or no one is laughing so yes. i can live through that and then also they always want you to improvise and i think having the confidence to make the choices which comes with like you know hundreds of hours of stage time but also 
understanding game and maybe the premise of the commercial so you don't just rip you don't just riff a fucking pop culture reference that probably nine other people did but you make yeah. the next step that the mucinex booger you play the game of the mucinex booger uh, yeah when that audition went around in New York, uh, the the storyboard drawings that sometimes accompany like the script, yep, the drawing sure. of the booger looked exactly like me at the time, <laughs> like exact, and I didn't book it. And the drawing of the booger literally had to have been an art director at the agency knew who I was because it looked <laughs> like every, other people were sending it to me from the audition, and then I got there later, to, and I was like. This it's in the bag. I think this is like a John Gabriel's type that John Gabriel's, is, and I, of course. I am still living in an apartment, so I'm <laughs> yeah. not the Mucinex man, unfortunately. Right. Yeah, no, I, I've had that where someone sent me a picture of like, I was one of the images for like who they were looking to cast for this role, you know? And I was like, I didn't even get that audition. Like, <laughs> they're looking for me. I'm sure my agent, how did I not even get to submit for that thing? Um, I know. Doesn't it feel, don't, don't you feel embarrassed when you kind of like, do I have to get the message out that I'm down to do bullshit like i feel like people might yes. think i'm like i don't want the world to think i'm above anything <laughs> like, yes. like and it's like well i mean i see you working all the time i know you're, i'm like no 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 no, no. i'll come to your fucking barbecue for 80 dollars yeah. and uh, be in the background of a shot or whatever you know like i'll do it i'm yes. fucking broke right now <laughs> yes i know I, and, it, and that, that happens too i bet again another i think it's slight advantage i have is i've been on both sides like i've written some commercials and i've also cast some and that stuff happens like casting people are you know this is not everyone of course but some de- casting directors are like scared to like offend or whatever so like i've i've been like can we bring in these people like i don't know they've been a serious regular on something i was like they're my friend if if they don't want to come in i won't be offended but i think they'll want to come in they haven't worked in two years i know they you know uh, that stuff (laughs) they can say no to the audition and no one gets no and we're in uh we're nowhere else like we're not further along in any direction we're fine yeah yes that stuff absolutely absolutely does happen but um but yeah, so I think it's, I think it's kind of a, a mix of those things. Like I think again, some some privilege, just like the way I look. That you know, uh, especially white men is like a market that a lot of advertisers try to hit. You know? Yeah, so, <laughs> being uh, being in that, it's like okay, car commercials, beer commercials, like those will go for a long time. Um, uh, yeah, keep it right. And you're you're thing. also you also have and uh, God bless. Don't know you never know how long this lasts. You also sort of have like that. Is he? Like you could be pushing a four year old on a swing, or you could be kind of like grabbing a Corona in a commercial, yep. and it's like because you have this weird like your whole look is like I can't tell if he's like twenty eight or thirty eight. <laughs> like I, yes. I know, I, I know. I think I think me and you are about the same age. Um, right, I think so too. And that's the only only knowing that and having been at UCB uh, ten years along you is the only reason why I, I know you're not twenty eight. Yes. Yes, I know. Uh, yeah, I'm trying. I'm actually now. I'm trying to transition. I get. I'm starting to get young dad roles, um, but I haven't actually booked any. So, like, that's my next thing. Is to like, that's the the next. I gotta start booking things that are my actual age. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, eventually, it's like. Uh, but for a while, that was another advantage too. I was like auditioning with uh, for like twenty year old roles, and I was like thirty two, and I was like, <laughs> okay, I'm I'm more confident confident in myself than these twenty year olds are in this room. Um, right. And, uh, and and the improv thing they, they mentioned for sure that's like a, a big thing of just like extending spots and and like you said when you can actually identify the game of the commercial there's a chance that the lines you're pitching after the commercial is things that the writer at one point had in the script and had to trim down for time and now you're like pitching it and they're of course they love you 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 right he's, he's got the same sense of humor you know? as me yeah, yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah it makes sense. Uh, but let's talk about uh, let's talk about what we hate about them now. Like uh, the, the, I'm assuming this is just like how celebrities are are proliferating them. Yeah, and 
celebrities already did it kind of to TV. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, celebrities yes. eliminate even movie celebrities did that to movies because yes. like we started putting not like movie actor like. All yep. the biggest movie stars right now are like ex-wrestlers and rappers. Yes, I know. Uh <laughs> I was trying to put a list together of the top like comedians for like to sell a movie or whatever. And it both male and female is like so interesting that list. It's like, oh, it's like oh yeah, two wrestlers. Yeah, it's, it's like, like two wrestlers. Uh, everyone Oscar is winning. Everyone winning. is jacked. Everyone yeah. is beautiful. Yeah. Ooh, it's Ed time here on High and Mighty, a.k.a. Athletic Greens time. You know I'm going to be talking AG1 by Athletic Greens because I take it literally every day. I'm on my way out the door for a camping trip right now, and I brought my travel packets of Athletic Greens, one for me and uh, several for my buds who I'm camping with. I want to get everyone on that AG1 train. I take it in the morning. First thing, uh, while I chug it down while making my coffee and getting my day started, and it makes me feel ready to take my day. I'm ready to go. I did something good for my body, and it's very, it was very, very easy. That's what I like most about it. I don't want to keep talking about how <laughs> I'm a lazy guy, but why take a bunch of different supplements when you can put one scoop of powder in water, and you... Chug it down. It's the healthy, healthiest thing you could do in under a minute. I like it because it's very easy to fit into your lifestyle. And boom, you get your 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced super ingredients of the highest quality that give me major benefits like gut and mood support, boosted energy, and even healthier looking skin and hair. So get on AG1 like me, Johnny G. So if you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash mighty. That's athleticgreens.com slash mighty. Check it out. So major problem in America, arguably, but I'm only arguing about Hollywood, specifically commercials right now. Sort of there's no middle class anymore. It's either yes. like non-union fucking, you know, day player, fucking uh, new media web shit, uh, you know, God bless dropout and uh, those kind of places that are still booking young young i'm 41 but yeah uh early in their career people who need the work yeah. like god bless every other commercial like paul giamatti like s i think <laughs> snl cast members is like yeah. the is the top level of fame that should be in commercials like i'm not right. fully mad of paul giamatti's uh co-star right she, that, that yes. doesn't kill me but right. giamatti john ham yeah fucking melissa mccarthy Love you, yeah. babe. Get yeah. the fuck out of commercial. You once you've been Calumet. in a bunch of yeah, yeah please. Yeah, like, yeah no, I, I I absolutely I absolutely get that. There's like this. I went to one of those like um, SAG meetings about commercials, and, and they had this interesting fact of like why people make SAG rather than non-unions as far as the companies. And it was like when interviewed these companies, like 99.9 percent .9 said um, that like if they need the best actors, they're picking SAG actors. Uh, and then they said like. 30% said they actually need good actors for their content <laughs> because they're like <laughs> making so much like refillable right. bullshit for their TikToks <laughs> and Facebooks. And, uh, but the, the, the other question they had in there was like, uh, why are you si signed on to this signatory as a, for the SAG-AFTRA? And almost every single person said was to work with celebrities, to work with famous people. Um, so it is weird of like the, the celebrities in those commercials are the reason why we have SAG-AFTRA commercials, which is great. 
but I think we I think we have to w- make find a way to like shame bring shame back a little bit. You know, Brother, like become, I said that exact phrase, and I said that's why I said present company excluded because I wish there was just a dash more of like. I don't need to be like I'm John Hamm. I'm Don Draper. Yeah, I, I'm gonna do H and R Block like the Mercedes VO. I'll give you, dude. I'll give sure. you that. That's yes. like a prestige kind of the VO. Even even animated shows now are all just celebrities. Names. That whether yeah. they're yeah whether they're even like known for their voices or not, it's all just yeah. name. And that shit that shit breaks my heart. And it makes sense. Like obviously. You can shoot a commercial with a a nobody, a, a non even a non, a non union actor, and have a mm-hmm. decent commercial. But if you want to get Melissa McCarthy, you got to go SAG. But if you're yeah. gonna go SAG for me, you might yes. be like, well, I'll go non union for like Gabriel's Light. He like right. he yeah. doesn't bring any name to it or whatever. Yeah. So most of our auditions now are like reacting to the celebrity is like what I'm doing a lot. Yes. Like I used to have more opportunity to be like the the one pushing the thing, and now I'm kind of like looking at. On him and being like, "What's he doing?" You know, like, um, <laughs> which is which is an interesting take. But I, yeah, we both grew up in the '90s, and it was uh, maybe people don't even can get kids kids these days. Maybe the younger generation can't comprehend this. But we talked so much about selling out. It was such a huge part of the '90s. Was was this band selling out? Is this artist selling out? Are they a sellout? Like, uh, too many people like this thing. I got to stop liking this. It's a sellout. And I feel like now everything has shifted just as capitalistic as possible to like get yours sell out as hard as you can like dude more, i've more, i've more. i've said i've said something very similar before because like it I, I i i use this anecdote way too frequently but i'll just say it again after the apple ads that were fa- like the justin long john hodgman ads that were kind of super popular uh there was like a series of msn ads msn ads starring dimitri martin now the rumor around New York was Zach Galifianakis was offered that and it was like an insane gig. And he and Zach said, no, I'm not doing commercials. Mm-hmm. And then and that's the last I've heard of someone saying, no, I won't do commercials like uh, someone like an artist of yes. some sort. And that would be in 2007 or 2008 or something like that. I I can't believe sell- selling out is not only fine now. Money is maybe the only barometer left for success because right. even our celebrities talk about how like the rock, he's not a, he's not a good example. Cause he is like human capitalism, but he's always like, you know, it opened skyscraper opened at number nine in 900 country. Like everything's about yeah. like watched most marketed Terramina is the number one sell. Not like it's delicious and it has good vibes. It's like yeah. Zoa energy drink is now allowed in airport lounges. You know, it's always like weird, weird yeah. metrics and fans have flipped to like, get your bag, bro, to get your money. Yes. I love to see my, my guy get paid or whatever. It's like, no, I, I don't want, I don't even want Jonathan Majors to be Kang. You know what I mean? No, le- right. like I want Jonathan Majors to be in movies. Yeah. But like if he's got like that's that should be the version of selling out you do. But when Jonathan Majors is on my TV telling me like Diet Pepsi, you know, like he's like, you got to have diet. That's when I'll like I wish people cared about that. I like yeah. there I used to I, be like people used to go to Japan, like people used to go overseas to do commercials. Yeah, yeah. People used to do their embarrassing commercials overseas. Absolutely. Yeah. Basketball. I'm a huge NBA fan. And that is in the past 15 years, the amount of focus on contracts and how much people drop the bag or got the bag or uh, is like 
I, I loved basketball all growing up. I never knew these people's contracts. I never knew. And then Shaq was like, I'm going to be the first one to make however many million. And like he did. And it's been this whole focus of, yeah, of course. I, I, I don't know. I don't know how to solve even box from, office, even like movie right? box office has become such a conversation yeah. that really doesn't affect <laughs> any of the creatives all the way down, except for like the, the above the line creatives. Maybe if it's a huge box office, they get some bonuses or whatever. But like we talk about box office so much. We influencer shit like people are like, damn, he, he's got like 12 sponsors. Shit. Look how many Bugattis that person has. It's like. That should we that should make us hate them. Is there a way can we are do we know are we close enough to these celebrities for them to like if we started commenting on every Verizon commercial that I think Lauren Michaels now must own Verizon. It feels like right. cast those commercials now. But um if we just like started commenting on those or when John Hamm, it's like, again, I also get like you can be famous and have a lifestyle that you're like, shit, I haven't worked in two years. I now need to do a commercial. But when I see you in like multiple campaigns, <laughs> I'm like, what, what are we like? Is How do we because I've I've been in a commercial that was hated and people commented how much they hated it. And it, it, it reached me. But I don't know if this I don't know if we start this uh, groundswell of um, backlash to celebrities, if it will reach them. I guess that's. Yeah, my, I don't think it will. And I don't think it'll. Yeah. A, a, because here, here's the thing. If I, if all these celebrities step down out of these commercials, uh, it slides up the more people who are struggling could book them. And honestly, and a lot of this conversation is on my mind because I lost my SAG health insurance last year, something I've had for a couple yep. years. And this was like, we were off Tiffany's on ours. Uh, yep. She was on mine. And then I lost my SAG health insurance because I didn't make the thirty-two grand or whatever the uh, yeah, arbitrary amount. COVID, of, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I was all I, and that's because I had a bad year during COVID, like everyone else. And then I didn't have a great twenty twenty-two. I, yeah. I had a great twenty twenty-two, but not according to SAG because yes. they don't they cover. Also raised, they also raised the, dur right during COVID. They raised how much you have to make, which is insane. yeah. They used to have two plans now, like only one, and you got to make more. Like during a fucking pandemic, what? Yeah, and, and we're and we're on the younger, healthier side of the SAG-AFTRA. Yeah. There are every actor you've ever seen on TV is like using SAG health insurance. Like Julia yeah. Louise Dreyfus probably has, well, she probably has concierge health, but like that right. that level of people, and it sucks for them. Like K. He Quan, like he he had that big uh, thing in yeah. Variety or whatever that he lost his health insurance. I was like, brother, I feel you. And yeah, that Shannon Doherty, me. Shannon Doherty had a post about losing, and she's like, "I've been acting since I was like seven, and so do you know how much money I've given to this, and I now just lose it because of one year." Yeah, absolutely. Right, and that shit, that shit is fucking like, I could, I could pop into a commercial pot and potentially make my insurance for the year, and that changes mine and my wife's life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Instead, now I'm on Cobra for like fifteen hundred dollars a month or oh, some shit. God, I know. Brutal. Yeah, I, I, uh, I had a thing when COVID hit, and when it first was opening up, I was like, "Oh, great, we're back." And then I forgot about how like how far down the line I am until I'm back, you know? Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, things are happening. And then I forgot, like, oh yeah, that means Paul Rudd's working a lot. You know, that means like uh Jason Bateman's doing more shows. Like it, it does not it's a long time to trickle down to me. That um, was the realest then, shit over in the pandemic. I had no FOMO during the pandemic because I was like, oh yeah. man, it's fine that no one's calling me. I'm just home living my Loved life it. like everyone yeah. else. Yeah, it felt good. And then the second someone's like 
taking a picture of a script. It was like table read. I was like, <laughs> like I felt my anxiety just immediately kick in. I'm like, oh, people are back, just not myself. Got it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you're hearing all the award shows that are up, or all the shows that are like won Oscars and stuff, and they all shot them like pretty early. Like, yeah, we should shut down for oh, I don't know, like eight weeks. <laughs> like Austin <laughs> Butler talking about Elvis and stuff. Like, yeah, I don't know. It was almost. It was almost two full months until we figured it out. Like, <laughs> like, oh, man, it was a year. And then I was like, I guess other people are doing stuff. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, there's something about it now because we're such a star fucker culture to begin with. But there's, we at some point, are we chick, chicken or egg? Like, I would love to see the research that if, you know, this basketball player or this huge pop celebrity is in the ad. It actually moves the needle on wild yeah. cherry Pepsi sales or whatever. Like I, I'm super curious because I can only imagine. Cause like the other thing is I'll work for scale in commercials. Right. Like you're, you're, you're playing for the, you're playing for the fucking residuals, obviously. Yeah. And that, that brings in a whole nother thing. Residuals are blown up now. Like they're not yeah. as good as they used to be. Like commercials don't run as long. Um, there's not as many like streamers have like weird rules. There's less places with commercials. Uh, it's fuck. It's fuck. Like that is already skewed. And then add on top of it, like getting the actual. And I'm sure Paul Giamatti is not playing for a SAG day rate. Like the commercial. Like right, yeah. what is the what is the financial payoff of like yeah. have ha, and he and he's in costume. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's not even saying like I'm Paul Giamatti and I love Verizon. He's right. like, I'm Albert Einstein. <laughs> it's right. like, and then the sketch, professional sketch comedian is not is playing herself, sitting on a letter. I I do not understand the premise of these commercials. I they I think they stand for what's every. And then my friend Alden is the voice at the end. So I'm always just like, oh man. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'm glad yeah, you're then, getting paid, bud. Yeah, that middle class thing is so real. Yeah, I always think it's funny when it's like when they cross worlds, like someone <laughs> a celebrity and then a celebrity playing a character. And it's like. Okay, so what world are we in? Do you exist, but you don't? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. um, uh, yeah. I I absolutely connect with that middle class aspect of like losing it because when I mean, my hope is that the the Writers Guild, which is a strong union, will strike and figure out everything for SAG. <laughs> we'll, yeah, figure out everything that, for everybody. But can we get uh, that too? Can we get that payment as well? Because um, it is, yeah, it is. It is impressive. Like now that Netflix is starting to do commercials and stuff, that makes me think. Hopefully, there'll be more commercials out there and stuff. But yeah, I. Um, I can only imagine how many people are stopping their TV and being like, is that Paul Giamatti? I guess then maybe you go like, oh, Verizon. Okay. You know, but is it moving units or is it just because I'll sometimes shoot a commercial where I'm like, okay, the reason why this is shot in California instead of New York is because the ad agency from Chicago wanted to come to Santa Monica. Right. Yeah. They, they just wanted to, to stay like at nice shutters. Trip. Yeah. And, <laughs> and yeah. And I'll like, I'll sometimes, do, I've, I've done a lot of like sports ones. So there's usually like a athlete in it. Um, and it's like, oh yeah, that athlete's in there because it is cool to see on TV, but it's also cool because that ag ad agency gets to take pictures with that athlete. Yeah. They're and, happy to have them there. Yeah. Yeah. And like how much of this is just like, well, if I'm going to go shoot a Verizon commercial, I'm, I'm, I like sideways. Let me go talk to Paul Giamatti. Right, you know? right. uh, <laughs> we got the budget. Let's get Giamatti, dude. Get him down right. here. <laughs> As opposed to my thing is like, just do, just do three or four weird little commercials for Verizon for the price you pay Paul Giamatti. Maybe one of them will pop. And just use a bunch of regular people. And then you get to do like this. Like, I feel like I usually do good the end of the year with commercials. And I think part of it's because 
um, companies have budgets that they're probably like, well, we we got might as well spend it. Let's shoot that weird commercial that we've always thought about. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. You know what? We didn't hit all everything. Remember those two that we said are maybes. Let's get yeah. them. Let's go. And Let's- and that's not gonna. They're not gonna slap Paul Giamatti into that one by the end. Exactly. Right. That's gonna be like uh, a, a few jobbers like ourselves. Well, yeah. continuing down this no middle class, even like guest stars on TV shows, which used to be like the next tier after commercial of how to break in. Mm -hmm. Like uh, even that has been bumped down to like when I started auditioning for guest stars, I was losing them to like Pat Oswalt and Matt Walsh and Josh Gad and people who are like, Oh, I'm like, Oh, I'm people I like, but I'm like, don't you guys, aren't you guys doing enough that like you'll take these two weeks off? Like, no. Oh, okay. (laughs) never mind. (laughs) And also they've like now, I shot something that was they called the co-star, but I was like, I was like f- four pages of dialogue throughout the whole thing, and I was like, this is any ten years ago, this is a guest star, and now yeah. we're just making because I'll do it for the for the minimum of a co-star, and of course my agent will always will always be like, oh, couldn't negotiate on this one, no r- wiggle room, we'll try the next one. I'm like, you've never gotten any kind of wiggle room on anything, so thanks for <laughs> thanks for the push, thanks for for the try. listeners. Uh- Co-star and guest star are like guild mandated credits and co-star pays a little less than a guest star does. And it's supposed to be based on workload slash your pre- like prestige or your previous quotes. Like if you've been guest stars before on on other network, on other shows on that network, you're probably not going to get a co-star on this one and stuff like it, it's it's so complicated and amorphous, which is another part of the reason why it sucks. And we all no one really knows what is going on in all these facets. Uh, the so. The other reason why I feel like, let me back this up. So celebrities are doing commercials. Celebrities are doing guest stars. And I think part of the reason is all the shit we're talking about, like we're all desperate to make money because the world is kind of bleak. Yeah. But that includes, I guess, Will Arnett and right. Paul Giamatti. And they're like, fuck it. I got it. And because there's less residuals. And because TV shows are 10 episodes, not 23 episodes and all these and because writers rooms are six people instead of 24 people and and all that kind of shit that's happening, that's squeezing these people too. these people who are a couple of tiers above us that then bumps it down, that bumps it down. And and I'm going to I'm going to keep this pattern going, kind of pushed a lot of the comedy people into podcasting. And sure. then built podcasting as like an as like a viable comedic art form, and then celebrities like, came over. The celebrities, yeah, t- Conan O'Brien and fucking Smartless were like, "Let's go!" Like you know, yeah. Scott Ackerman fucking is an eight hundred episodes deep of of launching like indie yeah. indie comedy celebs, and then fucking just from the top down comes like, "All right, we were on The Office, now we're watching The Office. We were on Sopranos, now we're watching The Sopranos." We are yeah. three millionaires that you uh, that are kind of funny and are good friends with each other, so you'll listen. I'm yep. a millionaire actor who has an armchair, so you'll listen. <laughs> like, like, like all these guys. Obama's just sitting around being like, "What should our podcast be? How do, what do we?" I they know both, they both made them. <laughs> yeah. I know, and that's like that's just fucking, and that's just because also there is money to be made there. So someone goes, "Hey, Obama, I can." I can yeah. get you this money, this prestige. Well, I'll get this money. I'll produce the whole thing. You just sit down at the mic and talk to Bruce Springsteen. I got you. Yeah, and- I mean, as us as us actors talking, there's that that like you said, it is coming from everything. Because like I've been on a, a commercial that Will Arnett wrote, and I'm sure people that write commercials are like, 
celebrities are taking our job. You know, like right. or we talked about commercial directors. Like I've worked with Errol Morris and uh, Tim and Eric and, you know, auditioned for Spike Lee and stuff. And I'm sure there's people that are just commercial directors being like, celebrities are taking our, you know, like I'm <laughs> right, right. They're taking our jobs. Uh, all these celebrities are taking our jobs. Right. And it's because of this like star fucker energy that's permeated like everything we have and the, and the lack of like selling out like Brad, I, Brad Pitt popped up on an Instagram like story ad of like for a moisturizer or some shit. And I was just like, or skin product of some sort. And I was like, this is like, this is a bridge too far. Like, like, yeah. What happened to like daytime game shows? Wasn't that wasn't that what celebrities used to do? Like there used to be like this NBC or CBS or ABC would have to like, you know, create some cheap content and they just like get like uh, what was the um, Hollywood squares? Yeah, Hollywood yeah. squares or something like that where they'd be like, great, nine ever, you know, we'll have one or two that'll be consistent. But then the other seven, we can like loop in these people that need to hit their. Yeah, we'll get them. We'll help them get their whatever. SAG minimums. Yeah, we'll get there's a the, very we'll- big difference between someone who was like. Uh, fame like the guy who's current from the dad from family mother matt uh family matters uh reginald val johnson yes yes there's very difference between like him being in commercials and like brad pitt you know or like someone who who can actively open a movie right now or can headline (laughs) a tv show or something is different than like someone who was once popular or famous or in a thing who hasn't worked for a while those people by all means get in get in get in the business start a podcast do a but do that's a, been a so fucked like our nostalgia circle jerk that's kind of going on culturally yeah. too that kind of like crisscrossed all the things too because like old shows are getting rebooted you know what i mean like uh, like yeah. are, if you're fucking uh jaleel white are you like all right when does fucking family matters happen and it's only a matter of time right if you're yeah. fucking uh bronson pinchot you're like and you've probably already at this point, due to the power of the nostalgia train, done a funnier die video that got you some money, did some yeah. ref- did some small thing in a commercial, appeared in another show as yourself or something like that. But it's yeah. only a matter of time before like Perfect Strangers the Beginning comes out or like Perfect Strangers colon yeah. now friends or whatever. Like that shit and like so that that again more power to i loved full house growing up too i got yeah. i didn't i couldn't bring myself to watch fuller house but right. that's a show full of eight roles already booked by yeah. a couple of people who had were had careers but then a few people who didn't anymore and now they're revitalized more power to them but it starts to feel like if we're all also if we're only doing reboots and sequels and extended universes there's even less ways to break in yeah i was that like i know the the reboot has always been a thing but like the like the was Harold and Kumar like the did that establish that pattern of like someone playing off or maybe that was another things but I remember Neil Patrick Harris playing off like being Doogie Hauser was like felt so new maybe just to me but that became this whole thing of like because then he launched a whole career off that um you know got on he the went to and, yeah uh, so yeah and he like, plays Neil Patrick Harris in uh, Harold and Kumar yeah um and yeah and he plays him sort of as like a piece of shit like kind of like the barney character from exactly. how i met your mother they clearly yeah. got that connection of like and so i think that's launched this whole other thing of like yeah addressing the fact of like i was once this celebrity and now i can play off that in um which is a whole yeah whole other thing that's like i can't audition for that part no <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> like oh that's not that i'll never be able to book that role because that role is a is booked already in writing like yeah and that and back in the day we were told if we wanted to be on shows, we would have to write them and create them ourselves. And now like also like everyone else is doing that too. <laughs> like, like it yeah. doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I never had that. I connected that so hardcore when I was pitching something. Cause like we're, again, we're used to UCB theater where it's like, you're pitching a show and you know, the, 
45 other people you're competing against who are pitching shows at the theater, you know, right. kind of like, you know, you pick theirs or of course they're gonna pick mine or whatever. And then you go and like take something out into the industry and it's like the wider I'm, pond, the bigger pond. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pitching against every I'm pitching against Carol Burnett. You know, I'm pitching right. <laughs> against everyone who's ever been on Saturday Night Live. I'm pitching against like anyone who, you know, has a thing that they're trying to pitch. You're and pitching I'm, against the 10 people who just were in a list in variety about how they're the 10 hottest people and yes. uh, everyone should get into business with them. And yes. yeah. And like I we I wasn't even like on the research list for that that 10 person list never so you're made like, a list oh, of anything yeah never, exactly. never made a list. Even, even the joke list that i forget zach does or someone of, of like the all the thousand of comedians every year whatever. <laughs> i never even made that list <laughs> so like, it's a i got i'm gonna have to do a little work to get there but um yeah uh, to, to slightly go back to commercials I'll, I'll have like a slight brag here of um i once i once made uh a hundred grand on a commercial uh because it was a car commercial that i'm barely even in and they cut it up in so many different uh, ways and scenes. They showed between movies. They did it in other countries. They had a thirty, a sixty, and because it's a car commercial, that really you never see anyone really in it. Um, like I'm, I'm in the like I'm a scientist as a car drives by, looking down at a clipboard. Um, and so because like it's not memorable in any way, they could run it for like multiple years. Yeah, it doesn't like and and also if it doesn't feature some like elaborate campaign thing of like and. That's why this spring, you know what I mean? Like if, if it's removed yep. from time in a way, because I remember early on in my commercial career, we'll jump back to this because this is very interesting. But like, I remember early on in my, I'm like, Ooh, I want like, I wish I could get like a Super Bowl uh, car right. commercial or a uh, co right. uh, phone commercial. Someone's like, phones change all the time. What you want is like a Swiffer commercial because Swiffer will be, they'll run it for right. like a year and a half. They'll yeah. run it for like eight quarters or like Windex doesn't change their recipe or what that, what right. it does. So if you get a Windex commercial, but Wendy's has got new menu items, new things. They're in like a competitive market of trying to stay, keep the market share up. He's and my buddy was like, the fucking the real money makers are though. And like exactly being like yeah. a guy, a car and those car commercials can have like the numbers changed at the end. Like you can yeah. change the tag of it. Like per location like that's uh, that's the other thing too where it's all of a sudden it's like we have to do 14 versions because in florida the chevy costs less or whatever you know right. and you're like uh-huh uh-huh <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. yes i know it was a uh, it was like the ultimate again realizing what the dream is of being like oh my god that because like, same thing like super bowl commercials like well they only really run that once so you get a one right. big payout because a lot of people saw that one time but then it's like or yeah you're in like a seasonal thing or something it's like that'll last a month maybe i can make nowadays like if i book a commercial now i'm like hoping I hit like 15 grand is what I'm like. I'm like, I hope this hits 15. It sometimes goes more. It sometimes goes less, but that's kind of like what I'm hoping for. And so that's why I need like three of those a year plus other things that I'm doing in order plus, to like, kind of. Uh, that's the other thing about this entire business is like, no one is living off being just a commercial actor except for maybe Flo. You know what right. I mean? Like, yeah, Milana maybe for the AT&T Lily. Yeah, but yeah, even, stuff we, too, we yeah. just know her personally, so we know yeah, yeah. that she's like shooting documentaries and making yep. films and doing stand-up and shit. And uh, we renegotiated her contract, so she directs those now. When they wanted to bring her back, she's like, okay, but here's how we do that. That's the fucking shit Pay right there. Like, yeah. I got a few friends who were on TV shows that made it to like season six or seven, and they were like, big enough actors that they got to direct a couple episodes yes. and, and, and like write an episode or whatever. Absolutely. You're like, oh, come on. That, sounds, that yes. sounds so fucking rad. Yeah, I direct Maud Night. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. 
yeah, absolutely. When, yeah, especially when you're on that show, you do know it more than anyone they're going to hire to be a director. Be like, no, I've been here for hundreds of weeks. I think yeah. I got the tone down pretty well. Uh, yeah, um, I got the tone down. I know everyone by name, even the grips. I think we can fucking right. power through this pretty easily. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but the but the one uh, just because we I know uh, we both uh, occasionally dabble in the weed. Um, the uh, the the car commercial that I booked. It was um, this was back maybe like ten or twelve years ago, and um, I just I was I was like a Wednesday two p.m. My day was done, <laughs> which is, can tell you a little bit about the life of a commercial. Um, <laughs> but I, I was done for to... the day. It was one fifty. I, uh... yeah. I also woke up at eleven, so I'd done you know two hours of work, including making myself lunch. Um, but uh, yeah, it was like two something, and I was like done for the day. So I was like, oh, let me just rip a bong here. I'll, you know, sunny day. That's unfortunately that's my favorite kind of high is like a sunny day high in in los angeles that's almost every single day um yeah well i'll tell you what i've been using weed to combat seasonal affective disorder these last couple of months out here i'm fucking i'm ready for the sun dude i need it back i know i know but i ripped a bong and then like got a a phone call from agent being like hey uh there's been a mistake or something You, you you have an audition in santa monica right now can you go and i was like oh i I don't think I should. And they're like, they're like, it's a, it's a callback. It's straight to callback. Uh, and I was like, okay, well I'm doing something. So I, maybe in like two hours, just like trying to buy myself 90 minutes to not be high. Like sober uh, up. Yeah. Yeah. And, and coffee, like, okay, cold water. Like, we'll, we'll tell them, we'll tell them you'll be there in two hours. And so I was like, oh fuck. And so I drove there and everyone was wearing lab coats except for me. I'm still very high. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm like, this is going to, and it's one of those ones where they don't give you a script. And so I'm like, oh, great. So I'm going to have to like listen in this room and figure out what they want me to do. Um, but luckily it was just, we're all scientists. So we like pr- imagined a car driving by fast, looked down at our clipboards and wrote something down on the clipboard and then looked back up at the car. That was like all we had to do. Um, and then I think I got it because I had worked with the director on a different spot and I had to, I'd be at that one I actually did have a kid and I was like pretty good with the kid. Like I was, you know, you know kids, especially this was, this was, I guess this was one of my first SAG jobs. This, that was a non-union job. And so like it was a non-union kid actor. So you can, you know, imagine that. What? And so <laughs> we were able to kind of get it together. So I think he was kind of like, oh, I'll throw him a bone by putting him in this one that will make him, you know, two years, uh, like rent and <laughs> health insurance and everything like that. Um, but yeah, that that that's kind of like my 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 the best gig that I also got. That also was, was a tale that taught me like maybe wait till six o'clock to hit that. <laughs> right, right. Like, like okay, yeah, probably not any more auditions happening right now. Now I can yeah. get it. Well, I'll yeah. tell you while we're talking about it, and this is probably not what uh, any commercial agents want listening want to hear. But since they've moved to Zoom, yeah, like I'm like which I uh, which I hate mm-hmm. in a way. But it does like not having to drive to Santa Monica. And, mm-hmm. and for listeners, I, I I know this sounds so fucking obnoxious. If you're like, if you're like, I drive two and a half hours to the construction site where I work 14 yeah. hour days and drive two and a half hours, barely see my kids or whatever. We're sorry. We know our lives the, are I just dumb. I story where I got high, made a hundred grand on a day's work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we get it. We're, we understand we're the awful. privilege we're, we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, uh, when I moved to Zoom, I, I I think I feel like I'll book less because I'm kind of an in-person charming person. I don't think I'm that good of an actor. But what Zoom did give me was eliminate all of the crankiness around an audition of like, now I'm like, well, it's a really low lift to go on this audition. So yep. they're like, it's going to be about 45 minutes. You're like, all right, camera off, <laughs> sound off. I'm home and yeah. what what is home besides the weed drawer and video <laughs> games and I'm like fuck it and I just like got high started playing video games I'm like I can handle this commercial audition I was doing kind of high yeah get get called in 
do it. Some stupid thing like, there you go, brother, or whatever. And it's like, okay, great. A couple days later, get a call back. This is like during the pandemic, uh, like mid pandemic. I'm like, okay, sick. I'm going to do the same thing again. I'm going to get high for this callback. And like, you know, they're like, it's a wait. I'm like, okay, I'll post up. Then I book it. And then I'm like, oh shit. And because I like, I guess what I was out of my head, I didn't have anxiety and I didn't have like the sort of built in, like, what the fuck am I doing driving yeah. three hours to say you got it, bud? Like, yeah. uh, like, scrambling around gas money like all the fucking shit wondering about what i gotta wear sitting in the lobby for fucking 40 minutes all that stuff you're like all that went out the window and i was kind of freeing so i still don't know where i land on like maybe uh first but i will say the cannabis helped me get like over a self-conscious hump oh and that's good yeah that's that came yeah. back in commercial i don't know when it came back but it kind of i kind of I have like this anxiety based around my time in my life. I think it's because my dad died young. So I have like mm -hmm. all this like and, I, and I'm a little spectrum with numbers. So if I'm like, man, that takes five minutes to do shit. If I have to do that every day, that's fifteen hundred minutes a year. Oh, my God. That's fucking eight. You know, I'm like, right. next thing you know, it's like over the course of my life. That's twenty one days I spend trying to log into blue jeans or whatever, you know, like <laughs> yeah, want to yeah. blow my fucking head off or whatever. So yeah. I can easily spiral that way if I'm like three hours today to just fucking for nothing, for not even to hear back. And I don't even know, like maybe they hate me more now to eliminate right. that was kind of freeing. But I, I, yeah. I do miss the in-person too. Yeah, it's it fun. I'm, I'm like, I'm with you for commercial edition. I, I think the first round could be done for the most part from our homes. And then if we're, if we're in the, you know, if we're one of the top 10 or whatever, then yeah, bring, I'll go there. I'll, I'll meet the people or whatever. But um, that's interesting. I had one that was home where I had COVID. And so I had like that COVID brain fog. And also they didn't like, I think now they're legally supposed to, but this one casting company never does. They like don't have a waiting room. They just put you right on with the director, you know, and there was, like four scripts and I didn't know what they were doing. And so like, I just never knew what was happening. I kept saying the wrong line, kept fucking it up. And the director who I know of, um, uh, he, he's kind of a dick though. So, so uh, at least makes me feel like, uh, he's not on my side every time I audition for him. Um, but he eventually like it g gave me the, gave me the helpful note of, Hey, you're in the running for this. If you could just say the line right. Uh, <laughs> that honestly, that is part of that is part of it too. Like if I show up, someone's like, "You actually have a chance at this." Because like that's the other thing that makes it feel so futile. Like it brings that scratcher energy back into it, where it's mm -hmm. like the scratch off is all the way up here, and you're like, you know what? If you're gonna make it further away, then fuck you. I don't like. It's probably not gonna hit for me. So you get yeah. that kind of like blow it off mentality. But like if some, that's why I, it's so complicated now. I don't like the rare time I get a non-commercial audition, like a real audition. It's not even anything for that's like really makes sense for me. And I'm like mm. just stretching and hoping. But back in the day, every once in a while, I'd get something. I'd be like, okay overweight new yorkie like okay yeah. <laughs> this like i'm yep. like thank god like totally. at least i have something and like and then you know i'll go out for these commercial auditions it's like all right you just have to sing with some other people and i'm like oh i'm not a singer at all and they're like no it's fine they don't it, they don't and i'm like no real people it's real they, people singing. they yeah, want yeah. singers trust me it's yeah. on tv don't have non-singers singing it's like no 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 come in get the call back they're like we just really wanted people who could sing it's like yeah. i could have told you that like yeah I wish right. I could like talk to my commercial agent and be like, all right, let's talk about this audition here. Should I go on this? And here's why right. I don't think so. You tell me why you think I should. 
Okay. Yeah, that's, but, one, that's one thing with my students. I try, I like try to get it. So that the first instinct when you see an audition is not like, oh shit. Or like, you know, like, but it's actually like excitement rather than like, cause like I'll, I'm still have, I still have that mindset with theatrical stuff a lot. Well, I'll get them all kind of like, oh, you know, it'd be good for this. And I think of like my friends who aren't me or like, <laughs> I like give myself reasons why this is going to be hard. I got to set up my thing, you know, but because I've had enough success commercial, I just kind of like have that positive uh, connotation. But my thing that I, I see now when I feel good, if I see a Greg from succession type, that's when I always go like, okay, all right. I oh yeah, one. yeah, kind of tall, uh, a, white guy, kind of awkward energy. Yeah. That's like polite and kind. I can I can play that thing. Um, but yeah, I've, I, there's some directors who are very cool. I'll, I'll tell I'll tell two last quick stories here. One was I had a I had a great audition for this like subway spot where they let us audition. They let us improvise for like eight minutes. I got to do like the longest improv of my life. It was so fun. And then they like, everyone was dying laughing. They were having me like change stuff. And it was me and another guy improvising together. But he like was off camera for me, you know, and then we'd slip switch. But you can tell so quickly that like he got to do it one time. I got to do it for like, you know, eight minutes or whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so uh, that director, every time I see him, he's so nice, like shakes my hand and he like, hi, Casey. Oh my gosh. Um, and then when we left the room, me and that guy, uh, because I, you know, they really focused on me on that audition. I ended up booking it. Um, and then the spot was just exactly word perfect for how it's written. Like they just let us improvise just to have fun, I guess. But oh, um, that's cool. And just to see up. your vibe, right? Like, just yeah, yeah. As we walk up, the, the guy was like, um, "I've uh, I've showcased for SNL four times, <laughs> just out of, just out of nowhere, just because like it was clearly he was just like supporting me for my audition and like he didn't get a chance to shine, and so like he wanted me to know that like he's very funny too. And I was like, okay, man. <laughs> Oh <laughs> like, man, that's and, so uh, funny. <laughs> and then, and then the only other story that I have from one is like, I was auditioning for one, and this was a callback, and this is kind of a director who like kind of doesn't make you feel comfortable. And uh, the whole thing was like you're sitting on a ledge with your backpack or something, and then you're about to pull out a sandwich, and then like a um, what was it? Like a mountain goat kicks your bag off the um, off the mountain, uh, and he's and he just kept like I had, and then I had a line like what the or something like that, and he just kept being like, no, do it real. And then I do it, and he's like, "No, what would you actually do if a mountain goat kicked your your backpack off the mountain?" He just kept, and then another time, another time, finally, he was like frustrated, just being like, "What would what would it actually look like? You're actually there. You, you, what would it look like if, if a mountain goat?" And so, like, I'm sitting there with my sandwich, and all of a sudden, they're like, "And it kicks," and I just go, "Fuck!" And uh, they're like, "Thank you, that's it." And then uh, did not did not get that one, but I was like, "I don't know what you want from me, man. I'm, I'm showing you what it would look like. I'm trying to imagine a mountain goat." Uh, that just reminded me way back in the day in New York, uh, Dominic Dierkes did like a one man kind of uh, comedy show and he yeah. did these series of videos of fake commercial auditions that I did like the off camera voice for. And one of them was a very funny kind of similar thing where it was based on a real thing that happened. He was auditioning for a Wendy's commercial and the burger uh, like talks to him from the right. table or whatever. He's got to react to it. And he said that the cat, the director or whoever's running the audition was like, you got to be a little realer. So he did this, like he did this sketch where the, the burger talks to him and he's like, Whoa. And like, goes to take a bite. And I'm like, I'm sorry, you got to be realer. And then we like do it. So we, and then eventually it goes to like, Holy fuck. Like he has like a full on <laughs> yeah, meltdown. Yeah, yeah. He's like, am I losing my mind? I knew it, but the doctor was right. Everywhere <laughs> it's narcissism. And he has like this huge meltdown and he's like, and then I'm like, you booked it, <laughs> but it's, <laughs> but it's so real. It's like, we need it to be real. I'm like, okay, for real. No one yeah. eats outdoors at Wendy's. <laughs> like, yes, you know what I mean? Yes. Like, uh, like bring uh, the shame. Don't <laughs> we bring the shame of me ordering Wendy's into this audition. I'll do it. I'll I can, I can do it easily. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I had one of those crazy, like, this is an audition for a company that we can't tell you the name of with a big name director. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool. Went to the audition. The audition was so they, 
these like Apple auditions, you can tell they're going to be Apple or something like that. They're yeah. so ephemeral. You don't even like talk about products in them. You're like, yeah. okay, you roll down the car window and you look out and then you nod. Okay, now let's do it again. But now instead of nodding, yes, you nod no. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Then you go in for it and it's like, I'm going to like Culver City into a giant warehouse and in there is Alexander Payne, like the director of the aforementioned yeah. Sideways. Story. Yeah. Do you think Alexander Payne is directing the Verizon commercials? Oh, wow. <laughs> that's how Giamatti honestly. booked it. He's yeah. like, <laughs> that's I, you know, Even, I get the Einstein. Come on, yeah. Alex. <laughs> Even at that level, he's getting gigs from just from like people, you know, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's humbling that you're like, oh, shit, I auditioned for Alexander Payne's like he brought in Sandra O oh instead. You're like, <laughs> yes. oh, fuck, man. But it was one of those situations where I'm like, shit, Alexander Alexander Payne in the yeah. and like all of a sudden I'm like thought it was so dumb and such bullshit in the first audition. Uh, okay, yeah. uh. and then right. in this one I'm like he's like can you like can you make sure you keep your hands on this like I am forgetting how to drive how to improvise <laughs> yeah. I'm like why am I now nervous it's still he's also doing something quote unquote dumb yeah. if you really if this is that crazy he's got to do it too man just play yeah, bring, along bring <laughs> that same level of bullshit to the, <laughs> that's what i've learned from talking to you today it sounds like when you're high you book when you're uh, when you don't give a shit <laughs> yeah. move on to the next round my therapist uh, my therapist would be so happy to hear it's like i figured it out it's drugs i need more <laughs> drugs <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i solved my career woes getting fucked up on location yeah <laughs> like, keep coming back to that being the solution for everything we got <laughs> <laughs> working i don't know what to tell you thank yeah. you again dr green thumbs my favorite <laughs> my favorite therapist <laughs> oh man that brought back that cypress hill song i haven't thought of in a long time i only thought of that be i only know that because i did uh be reels like video <laughs> podcast cool. dude if you want to talk about walking into a situation like i am so like narcissistic and such consider myself such a juggernaut i feel comfortable walking into almost any situation i'm like yeah this will resolve itself but i got dropped off at like a warehouse in like downtown la and there's like fucking dogs barking and shit like huge like rottweilers and pit bulls and i'm like buzzing They're like yo come on in they're like yo we're, we're gonna take a couple of minutes just to get ready i uh here sit down here they put me at like a little waiting room area and there's just like an ashtray and a bunch of like gram fucking huge pre-rolls yeah. they're like blaze up we're gonna go in there in a little bit and there's like 15 dudes uh, 15 people there uh, you know not all men but mostly dudes in b-reels entourage of of employees whatever they are Jesus. all of them are coming up to them introducing me they all have like nickname level names you know and i'm like right. oh fuck i'm not gonna place all this i'm getting high there's like a pit bull sitting on the couch like looking at me and i'm just like and then they're like, uh, and I'm there for like 45 minutes. And I'm like, hey, how long am I supposed like? <laughs> I was like, I had like blocked an hour and a half of my schedule for this. And I'm like, hey. And I go, oh, we're getting started sometime soon. We go sit down. And then it's a fucking like two hour record. And we're just smoking. And they're like, yo, if anyone curses, remember, you got to hit the fucking, uh, the, what, what, what's the big pill uh, thing called? Oh, fuck. We, uh, the student glass, that big uh, like gravity yeah, yeah. bong thing. Uh, right. It's like you got to hit the student glass. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, I, this is one of those things where it's like you could ask three more follow up questions. I was just so excited to meet fucking be real that I was like, I'm in. And then I did it. And I was like completely out of my element. But then once we're sitting around smoking, talking shit, I start like busting some. Of, I I, I kind of detect the, the power dynamics. And I'm like, yeah, I could probably bust these guys balls. And right. I start doing yes. it. Everyone's like, oh, and I'm like, OK, I'm alive again. But it was truly wow. like it was truly I'm like and I instantly was like, oh, why did I tell this whole story? 
sat down in the waiting room, was a little uncomfortable, and I was like, I'll smoke this fucking joint and I'll feel co- totally comfortable. All the anxiety will go away. They're like finishing. Like I look over and like, there's like two dogs and I'm like, Oh man, I shouldn't have smoked that joint. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> ready for this shit. I'm in a way over my head. I'm dapping up like 40 dudes in a row. No idea who any of them are, who, who's in charge here. I just know be real. will have it. And then I go sit. Oh, I sit down to do the podcast and it's me be real. And s- like six or seven other people sitting around the table. I'm like, this is so not a podcast. I'm adjusted to. It was so yeah. fucking wild. I'm more impressed that Be Real can still employ 15 people. Like, yeah, I mean, that music industry back in the day really must have paid because that is <laughs> at some point. That's I don't that's know wild. what he. I think he's got his own like cannabis brand or something. I know I his guess, like yeah. he's got his own like little multimedia empire kind of situation Damn. going on. I think that's he's got his own like podcast network. He's that's... the Scott Ackerman of hip hop and weed. <laughs> okay, all right, good to know. Damn, yeah, Be what Real World, <laughs> CBB yeah, World, I'm... World. <laughs> that's dope. I'm. I'm fucking rambling. Um, Casey, yeah. a real, I know you teach an actual class on commercial acting, but yeah. if you, if like, if you're, you met uh, your uh, girlfriend's nephew and she, and he was getting into acting, uh, he was getting into commercial acting and you were like, Hey, what would be just uh, for sake of a little, uh, yeah. what would be a, a little piece of advice you'd give? Cause like you, you mentioned something, even like when you first look at the audition, you blank something like that. What yeah. would be like a little piece of advice you would give? Yeah, I mean, I'd say a couple of things. I'd say like one, um, don't try to stand out. Like, I think sometimes the fear in commercial auditioning is that like you're not given too much to do. So you'll try to like push a little bit, be remembered. And I feel like um, it actually, because we are uh, acting now with celebrities in so many commercials that like that can scare people off a little bit because it can come off. Like, we don't need this wild man. Uh, We don't need this person making all these huge choices around fucking Charles Barkley. Yeah, so sometimes even just doing like, just doing just the job and like worrying less about it and just giving them just what they want. I'd say, yeah, look at the script, see if there's like what's fun, what's interesting, and then show it how it would happen to you. That's like the only thing that differentiates you from everyone else is like, oh, if if I see this Wendy's uh, burger talking to me, how would I respond to that rather than anyone else? And then um, the third thing would probably be like, uh, don't worry about being word perfect. You know, like um, it's so much more important in commercials to tell the story rather than it is to like, I think a lot of actors who went to like school, they're like, the playwright is king and we must honor these words. And like, uh, if I have a line that feels weird for me saying it, I'm going to change that line to how I would actually say it. Obviously, if it's like 8.9 APR financing or whatever, like that technical stuff I got to get down. But if it's like, if the first line's like, what's up, homeboys? And and it's not supposed to be that I'm weird, lame guy saying that to try to sound cool, then I'm going <laughs> to change that line to like, hey, what's up? Uh, you know, <laughs> right. I'm, uh, Put it a little more in your mouth, in Casey's yes. mouth. Yeah, yes. that makes And then, of course, I, I, the thing, the big thing I talk about, which is like any kind of comedy script, which um, uh, in commercial... It's like commercial 80% of them. Comedy. At least uh, 95% yeah. what I auditioned for. Me too, yeah. Then it's like... Just just extend that spot to like continue it until you hear the sound of the person stopping recording. You're still living in that world. So usually that means to verbalize and improv and, uh, and extend, but it just means like, don't, you don't end the, you don't end the audition, let them end the audition. So if I, if I'm, if the script is ended and we're sitting there and it's kind of awkward, then what would I actually say in real life? If I'm in that situation, um, you know, just continue living in it until they actually stop it. Cause uh, it, a director once ex- described that to me as like, it's like a free at bat. Um, it's like, if you get a hit at it, great. We think that you're funny and you have, you brought something to it. And if you strike out, who cares? You weren't expected to do anything anywhere. It's not, it's not in the script. It's not going to be in the commercial. So that's right. Just take a, take a swing. And I think it's another thing that shows confidently. It's like, it's presenting, not a pick me energy, not, I hope this is what you want, but it's like, this is what I enjoy doing. And this is what I like to do. Um, so try to like, you know, that's kind of a life lesson I'm working on more is like, 
because I am a people pleaser. So worrying less about other people's shit and how they feel about me and focusing more on like what I actually like and what I want to do. And so it's like, if I get an audition, what do I want to do with this audition? Because right. chances are I'm not going to book it anyway. So might as well go have the fun I want with it and show them who I am. And making it your own and having the fun you want with it will like put you in a place where you feel more comfortable or at least more uh, stock stacked to succeed in some way. Yeah. Yeah. And you usually get two takes. So if I, if I make a choice that's like my own that they don't want at all, then they go like, okay, we hated that. And yeah. now let's readjust <laughs> you to do this. And I go like, great. And just by making any strong choice, my second take will get to the place they want to be. Whereas right. if I make no choices because I'm trying to give them what they want, then the second take is going to be used to try to get me closer to what they want. Um, whereas even if I'm kind of like wrong, like if I, if it's like, you know, just, I'm supposed to be happy and smiley. And for whatever reason, I like cry through my lines. Um, <laughs> then they'll be like, okay, don't cry. Uh, but the thing I liked about that was this, let's bring a little bit of that back in. And then I can like get to a real nice place on that second take. Right. That makes total sense that, and that's, that is just setting yourself after that point. It is a fucking dice roll people. It is very yes. hard. Like it, like I know, you know, and just to keep keep everyone uh, feeling kind of not humble but uh, realistic, it's it could be like we already have uh, a a person that tall, or like everyone yep. like the 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 star is too short to have someone that tall, or the, uh, he has the exact same hairstyle or hair color as the main talent. We we got to switch it up, or like yeah, there's uh, there's kids or there's uh, grandparents, and there's less people auditioning for those, so we have to pick them first. And then who looks like those kids? Or yeah, who, who looks like yeah, those grandparents? Exactly. Or, who's yeah, the believable some, brother of the protagonist? Who's the yeah, or maybe I look like someone who was mean to one of the people who company from high school and they're like you right. know what i don't really like that guy and they're like okay i can't control that you know yeah they're yeah they're, and then it gets into things that aren't even really creative choices that are just yeah. like it's like oh i heard that guy on a podcast he sucks he said that uh <laughs> be, he didn't he thought he was uncomfortable around be real and i hate him it's like what <laughs> <laughs> i heard that guy's always high when he's booking <laughs> and you know i'm a mormon a commercial writer so i'm furious <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> exactly I've joined the career to sell stuff uh, because that's what the Lord wants me to do. I refuse to work on Coca-Cola commercials. Um, <laughs> so, Casey, where can the shitheads... Thank you again so much for coming on, High Mighty. Dude. Thanks for having this me, man. Fun. Yeah, where can the shitheads find you or what would you like to plug? I know Holy Shit has a live stream, so that yeah, people the best can get that to, wherever. Yeah, the Holy Shit, uh, patreon.com slash Holy Shit Improv. You can see every show we've ever done. Um, you know, so many great performers on there. We've had, you know, Lauren Lapkus, obviously yourself, Paul F. Tompkins, Lisa Gilroy, Carl Tart, you know, uh, Ben Rogers, uh, so many, uh, Ryan Stanger, so many people that, uh, listeners of this podcast, uh, would, would want to check out. So you can check that out. Um, and we do shows, uh, twice a month, uh, in, at the Silver Lake Lounge and once a month at UCB if you're in LA. And then, yeah, my name's Casey Fay, C-A-S-E-Y-F as in Frank, E-I-G-H. And that's on every social media that I, um, know about. <laughs> so <there's probably laughs> so far. <laughs> yeah, there's probably cool ones I'm not on yet, but uh, but I'll uh, get on them because I'm yeah, sure someone me. will tell me at some point I should be on it. So. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'll, I'll at least get my name so no one else can have it. I'll do yeah. just enough. I'll put a picture up and then I'll test something out. And if it goes well, I'll keep doing it. And if it doesn't do too well, then I'll be like, no, I didn't really like that one. Yeah, no, we're not Labradors in any way. But if you give me a slight reward for uh, positive behavior, I will continue to do it forever. Exactly. Uh, but that doesn't make me dog-like. <laughs> right. I'm a people pleaser. <laughs> like, we're just two golden retrievers. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Casey, thank you so much for coming on. You guys should check out Holy Shit Improv on uh, Patreon or if, in person if you live in the greater LA area. Come come out to a show. They're, they're always a good time. Um, the Silver Lake Lounge shows. I mean, I love UCB, of course, but the Silver Lake... I had just done that one for the first time. It's a cool vibe over there. And the, yeah, the footage it's, it's looks definitely, awesome. 
Yeah, it's great. We have a great crew that, that films it if you, if you do the Patreon. But yeah, it's interesting to watch some people who came up with the UCB theater, you know, it being like a very theater and being like respectful. And if someone's talking like, well, let's ask them to leave, you know, and then we put them up on that on that bar stage and some people love it. And some people are like, uh, excuse me, I'm doing my art up here. How dare you? Uh, so it's kind of like a fun, a different vibe. I, I kind of dig it. Yeah, some of us spent our 20s in the worst uh, bars and uh, underground theaters in New York City vying for attention against people smashing PBR tall boys. So that is my scene. If I, you yeah, want yeah. me to just do a fully presentational yelling scene where I never even like look at my scene partner, I got you, Silver Lake Lounge. <laughs> you can have the DJ and karaoke going while I perform, and I, it'll barely phase me at this point. <laughs> So check check those out. Also check out my shit, actionboys.biz for my uh, pa- movie Patreon podcast with the aforementioned Ben Rogers and Ryan Stanger and 101 Places to Party Before You Die now on HBO Max. And also if you're a commercial uh, casting director listening to this, Casey's so versatile that he could play my brother in a national network. So book us both, please. We'll, we'll <laughs> I show mean, up to that one sober. We'll show up to that one sober. Sorry. I promise you. Unless yeah. you want me, I'll get high with the director. Whatever you need from me. Yeah. <laughs> me and Alexander weed. Payne, we can get we can drink yeah. Merlot together. <laughs> weed offer only, but otherwise I'll audition uh, sober, yeah. And uh, and also listeners of this podcast, if this episode is randomly taken down, that's because me and Casey maybe got a Verizon commercial audition and booked <laughs> oh, yeah. it or something like. That's we bad. immediately come down. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like I'm 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 just like Paul Giamatti says something funny and I go, "Excuse me." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like Gabriel, I need you to take that whole fucking thing down. All right. Yeah. And I'm like, you got it, man. Anything so for cool. fucking scale. So cool. And he actually really loved it. He's doing it for love. He yeah. Says he doesn't even take the money. He, he gives all he the money. Loves. He gets all the money to ki- to kids with cancer. You're like, you know, I can't believe I shit talked him that much. <laughs> he always wanted to be Ebenezer Scrooge, and he always wanted to be Albert Einstein. It was the only place he could find a way to do it. Yeah, and he's stuck being John Adams winning Emmys. So thank God he's able to fucking flex and get out of that. He paints himself into that John Adams corner. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, shitheads. That was a headgum podcast. In a part of the world where there are no rules. Holy shit. Holy shit, guys. I'm so pumped. I definitely have not watched this since I rented it on VHS in 92. Strangers united by the threat of death. We got all the fucking major players. Seagal. Vladimir Putin is a good man. Arnold. Here, come. Give it to me. I need you to cream pie me now. Stallone. People are loving this movie. (laughs) It's it's got a lot of heart. Immensely irregular. (laughs) Now... Somewhere, somehow, someone's gonna pay. I would fucking love for my wife to like see me rip a guy's throat out. But they didn't count on one thing. This movie's fucking insane. (laughs) It's how you know it's a good movie. You have to do almost all the work yourself to figure it out. Well, there's a fantasy component. There's some sword fighting. There's some lightning. Bam, 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 bam. There's a new game in town. You wake up after a few years, and then you don't even know who you are anymore. We're going to be making Terminators. <laughs> We're going to make a really great deal with the Xenomorphs. What? I don't hate them, but I pity your roommate. <laughs> yes, I understand. This is now the 20th ending of the movie. I am dark. I'm your dad. <laughs> Action, boys. Boys will be boys. Subscribe here for bonus content and more free stuff from behind the paywall. To get new episodes, become a patron at actionboys.biz. Do it. Do it. Come on. Do it now.